It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I was scared, mostly. I was fearful. I had had my career threatened. I felt alone and dark. It's tough to recall these moments. Um, I think mostly I, I felt like I was alone and there was nothing I could do and nobody I could turn to for help. Oh, so, so sad. That is the voice of Kyle Beach, who, as you know, and had been hearing has broken his silence after a decade revealing he is a survivor of sex assault that happened at the hands of uh, one of his former uh, coaches who did video uh, coaching and worked for the Chicago Blackhawks. And that is a team that drafted Kyle Beach, first round pick back in 2008. And he's detailed the abuse he suffered at this man's hand. He took the complaint to management. They did nothing because at that time they were more worried about winning a Stanley Cup and hurting team morale. And they did win that cup. And Beach, um, you know, throughout his interview, which he did with TSN, uh, says, you know, he was forced to stay quiet. He, he had to travel with the team. He was forced to stay in close contact with this coach, Brad Aldrich, threatened that if he said anything, his career would be destroyed. He says he was tortured. Um, you know, he became the, the joke of the locker room. He was ridiculed on and off the ice by all sorts of people, management, players, whatever. He had to live in silence. And uh, Brad Aldridge would eventually leave the team and, of course, has since been convicted of the sexual assault of a Michigan student. He is now a registered sex offender. Beach is not, of course, the first celebrity athlete to expose his horror. I mean, the question is, will he be the last? And uh, I think we already know the answer to that. Former Calgary Flame and author of the book Playing With Fire, Theo Fleury joins me now. Theo, it's good to have you. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Thanks for reaching out. I uh, appreciate uh, you know the opportunity to talk about you know what what what's going on. You know, you were one of the first um, pro NHL players to break your silence over your own um, sexual abuse at the hands of disgraced hockey coach Graham James. You and Sheldon Kennedy, uh, another survivor, broke your silence at a time that we didn't have nearly the understanding or compassion as we do now in 2021. And so your reaction when you hear of Kyle Beach, who was much, much younger when this happened, this was, what, 11 years ago? What goes through your mind? What goes through my mind is that uh, we just don't get it. Like, we just don't get it. And, you know, that, uh, you know, how many more examples do we need before we're actually going to put some policies in place and some protocol of exactly what you're supposed to do when this happens, right? You know, uh, Catholic Church every day has to talk about sexual abuse. Uh, Michigan State, the Larry Nassar case, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, the... um, you know, the Boy Scouts of America, like how many more examples do we need that in the underbelly of society, pedophilia is a huge issue 
society. And, you know, mm-hmm. this week, the example is the National Hockey League. Next week, who mm-hmm. knows who's going to, you know, be the example or the, you know, the, the sign from the universe. Like, let's let's get this right, because we've, we've done such a horrible job of dealing with this. And I would say the Blackhawks, uh, it, it's an absolute train wreck how they're dealing with this and they are digging themselves a bigger hole by, you know, even in the report, you know, the report states that everybody knew and all the interviews after they're still trying to throw each other under the bus. They're still denying, you know, which is absolutely ludicrous and it's disgusting. And, uh, you know, it's really done, a disservice to people who are still out there who are voiceless, who, you know, who, who need to talk about this. You know, we we are deterring people who've had this happen to them of not coming out. Right. And and Kyle Beach, I mean, it must've been agony for him to come out. He barely spoke to his family about it. I mean, he's really been kind of suffering in silence. Um, But you came out, Sheldon Kennedy came out. We had the Maple Leaf sex scandal with Gordon Stuckless. Uh, Martin Cruz would pay for that with his life. You know, we always hear never again, um, Theo. And then we hear, you know, gymnasts, hundreds of them, voices like Simone Biles, who who went public with their abuse again, um, groped and, and sexually violated by someone in a position of trust. And, you know, parents who have children that have a, gal- a talent or a gift in, in athletics or maybe celebrity, you know, they put their kids in the trust, you know, billeting hockey players or whatever. You're put into the trust of mm-hmm. these people who are supposed to mentor you and bring you to your potential, only to learn time and again um, you've handed your children over to monsters who are in the system. And, and you say, like, when are we going to get a system in place? Well, th- to me, I'm looking at Kyle Beach. Well, he did what he was supposed to do. He told somebody, but they did nothing, nothing. Everyone knew about it, including yeah. Jonathan well, Taves, and, the key, team captain. But no one, no one did anything. It, it, that is typical of how organizations handle this, this stuff, right? First of all, it's denial. Okay, didn't happen. And somebody starts to investigate, and then, and then they have to admit, oh yeah, might have happened. You know, it's just, it's just tip. Just tell the truth, tell the truth, and from truth, then we can get to forgiveness and and understanding and all that way more quicker. And what's happening right now is the NHL has dug themselves a big hole, and I don't know if they're ever going to get out of it, especially now in this woke society where you know. Uh, people love to cancel yeah, other yeah. people. You know, I can see this happening with the NHL. And, uh, you know, I've seen videos already of uh, Chicago Blackhawks fans who, who who are one of the original six teams in the NHL. You know, people throwing jerseys in the garbage can and starting to burn them and all that. So this is not a good look for the NHL. And they better... Uh, and, and this is what happens when you're not proactive. Mm-hmm. This is what happens when you're reactive, right? Everybody yeah. starts denying and turning on each other. And, you know, it's just, it's, it is a mess. And I don't know how, how the NHL recovers from this. And I don't know. The, yeah. and, and we had the coach, the coach yeah. who wrote a letter of recommendation for the guy <laughs> to go to Michigan to go abuse another kid. And he's, he's coaching last night. So what yeah. does that say? I mean, uh, what does that, what yeah, does that I'm, 
Let's say yeah, I mean, the, the NHL basically um, allowed, yeah. We are I was just going to say the, the NHL basically allowed a, a predator to hunt uh, for more for more victims, um, and, mm-hmm. and and he's now a registered sex offender. Um, Joe, Joel Quenville, the, the coach of the team, he met with Gary Batman today. Um, he was well aware of this allegation years ago. Uh, we know that one manager has been fired. The team has been fined $2 million. I don't know how Joel Quenville does not get fired. I don't know how Gary Batman doesn't get fired. I don't know how... Um, you get changed yeah, every, unless the whole system's torn everybody, down. Everybody that was involved in this and didn't do nothing should never be allowed ever again to be a part of the National Hockey League. That's how disgusting this is. That's how horrible it is. And, uh, you know, a lot of people got hurt in this, in this uh, thing. And, uh, you know, to watch Kyle... And the amount of courage he showed, but I, but I really want to commend mm-hmm. uh, Rick Westhead who did the interview because mm-hmm. I think that interview and how he handled the situation should be shown at every broadcast school on the planet because that's how you take care of uh, you know the victim, which was Kyle, allowed him to give him give a voice, and when he needed to jump in to. You know, to show that compassion and kindness and and the courage that Kyle showed was was textbook. Because I know when I came out with my story and I had to go out on the interview circuit, it wasn't it mm-hmm. wasn't like that. It was not like that. No. So so I want to. No. And I. Know, yeah, I remember that you you I faced wanna, a wall of cameras and flash uh, flash cubes and um and, yeah, and a lot and, of and questions I, being fired was, fired at I, you. Yeah. I, I was victim blamed and all kinds of crazy stuff. And it was just, you know, it was, it was one of the hardest things I ever did, but uh, you know, and thank God I, I'd been in, I interviewed, you know, you know, thousands of times because I was able to sort of navigate through all the, the, you know, all that stuff and get a message out of hope and healing and recovery. So, so I just wanted to, you know, commence that and give, uh, give yeah. Rick some, some kudos for the way he handled it. Cause it was one of the best, best interviews in the situation that I ever watched. Yeah, compassion compassion goes a long way. And Theo, you've been very open about the destruction that this caused in your life. You talk about mm-hmm. the booze, the drugs, the failed marriages, uh, the, the the millions you, you squandered because you were just in a, pace of, a place of pain um, trying to deal with it. Um, this young man, Kyle, has been dealing with this on his own. Um, I'm sure you still have your demons and your battles, but, you know, can he uh, can you ever get over this? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. You know, um I, I think, you know, the the initial shock uh for me was really difficult. Um mm-hmm. but uh you know, I I found the true purpose for my life because I had this experience, right? And uh you know, I've really been able to find the gift in in what happened to me. And, uh, you know, like we've had a million people reach out to us in the last 14 years after my book came out and, and people feel comfortable and safe being able to tell me their story or they say, Hey, I read your book. You know, you told my story. Me too. I saw your documentary, you know, or, you know, I listened, I listened to this interview with Alex and, and, uh, you know, so, um, there, there is, there is gifts and pain and suffering you know, and, uh, you know, that pain and suffering got me, uh, got me to change. 
And, uh, you know, uh, I'm really proud of where I've come and how many people I've been able to help and, and all that stuff. And, 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 you know, I can see Kyle, uh, you know, being a part of this and, and we need more, you know, we need more men, um, you know, in this space, uh, looked at as, as, you know, true survivors and people have gone on to, you know, enjoy peace, joy, happiness, yeah. serenity, because ultimately that's where we want to get to. And, and, uh, um, but it's been a lot of hard work, but, but I can tell you that, you know, the more people that I've been around and the more people I've helped, um, you know, they've helped me heal too, you know, and I think that's, that's important too. And, uh, um, but we got a long ways to go because this is out of control and, you know, I'm just going to throw something out here and, and, uh, you know, Child and human trafficking is one of the largest industries on the planet, and it makes a hundred hundred and fifty billion dollar a year business. Okay, and who are the biggest consumers of child trafficking? Pedophiles. They are the biggest buyers of children. Are pedophiles, right? And uh, you know, uh, for some shock value, and people are listening to this interview right now. There's a little girl. Uh, there's a little ten year old girl tonight in Alberta, mm-hmm. who's going to be trafficked 10 times. So she's going to have sex with 10 men tonight. So just something for you to think about, because this yeah. is the underbelly of the worst of the worst that we have in society. And a perfect example is how we handle it. It's how exactly how the Chicago Blackhawks handled it this week. And this has to change. This has to change yeah. because... You know, and we also know that when a pedophile gets caught, on average, he has at least 125 mm-hmm. victims by the time he gets caught. Yeah, that is so very this, true, and I've so this, seen that firsthand so this, in the course. Yeah, so this video coach in Chicago, yeah, Kyle came out and the other came, kid came out. Well, there's still 123 other guys that this guy put his hands on. And that's disgusting. And and the fact that that it's almost acceptable in our society is absolutely disgraceful and disgusting. Theo, I uh, very much appreciate your time. You don't have to do these interviews. I reached out, but uh, I thank you for sharing um, and giving your thoughts on this. You uh, give a lot of great uh, insight into this. Thank you very much. We'll chat again. Yeah, I appreciate it, Alex. Thanks. Thanks for reaching out. Thank you. That is uh, Theo Flurry, the author of Playing with Fire, if you want to uh, see what the story tells. And uh, he has been very generous, very open about this. And he's right. Trafficking in this country, in Ontario, it's at record highs. We just don't take it seriously enough, seriously enough, because people would rather look away. So stay with us here. Alex Pearson on point, And this is Global News Radio.